When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello. Are we finally going to do this ASMR podcast? We're going to try. No, we're not actually going to try, are you? No. In fact, here's a warning. It's about to get a lot louder. (laughs) Boom. Hey now. Do you know how many texts, how many DMs and texts? That I got about that podcast on Friday. But I'm trying to figure out, was it just because we were having a good time shooting the shit? Or was it because people are actually oh. interested in ASMR or a low-tone whispered podcast? I think they just would get a kick out of us trying to do that. Knowing full well that that would be hard for us to do. Entertainment value. I think that's what it is. Uh, some people don't get it, right? We had a mixed uh, mixed bag of text. And you can text us anytime. one 833 show a mixed bag. Some people said, I don't get it. Other people are like, yeah, it's kind of sexy. Some people said, sexy. yeah, it's relaxing and calming for me. Really? Yeah, like a mix. We've got the replay of Missed Connections, an all Comic-Con edition, coming up at the end of this episode of After 9. And no, we're not going to do the whisper thing today, but I'm not going to close the door to it. Maybe one of these days, when Dave's available, and we're going to drag his butt in here for that too, because it was partially his dumb idea, we might... <laughs> Do a pod specifically about that. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I did have a good weekend. It was nice and low key. It was chill. Your dog is celebrating a birthday today? Today, Leo is 12. It's amazing. I'd love to go back to old episodes of After Nine and see the progression of years in Leo. Because After Nine goes back years, by the way, in the archives. It does. And it's funny because I was looking at the Facebook memories on my Facebook wall because I always post it every year and I will again this year. And whether it's in my stories or whether it's on my Facebook page or whatever on Instagram or Twitter or anything, I buy Leo a birthday burger every single year. And I have. This has been an ongoing tradition and we switch it up every year. So he's had... McDonald's before he's had Burger King he's had A&W he's had Fast Eddie's he's had uh there's anyway basically every single burger joint you can imagine but we realize we haven't done Wendy's yet so for his 12th I think we're down to Wendy's and I think there's one other burger place um Wimpy's or something like there's a couple of different burger-ish places that we haven't done yet would you go all out like burgers priest for the poor guy yeah he's 12 yeah, now i, I, I mean, would yes he's deserved it. he earns it burgers priest the works burgers oh yeah uh yeah any of those absolutely you know what for that guy i'd do a keg burger really i really would if if the timing lined up the thing is though he likes going through the drive-thru i can't he, he'd be sit, he wouldn't be able to join the whole process if we did that because it's not a drive-thru location so we like him to be a part of the whole thing from start to finish so uh, that that's the plan for today is to celebrate my buddy Leo. Probably get him a raw bone too. He loves mm. that shit. A little marrow bone, frozen marrow bone. Loves that shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So All yeah, right. that's the plan. Okay. Well, hey, happy birthday, Leo. He would be, if I just do the quick math. Yeah, I'm not even sure. What is it? He's almost 85. Holy In walk. people years. Wow. Happy birthday, Leo. I had a, a good weekend. I, I did another road trip down to the States, and it was funny. I was... Uh, 
I was talking to a friend of mine on Friday. We were out for beers on St. Patrick's Day. And he said, are we going to tie one on? And I said, no, I got to drive to the States in the morning. So we're going to have a couple of beers. And then I got to be in bed early because I got to be up at like 5.30 a.m. Because oh. I got to get down to Pennsylvania. Yeah. And he said to me, what are you doing? Tell me if I'm thinking of this wrong. He said, what are you doing? Your kid's in university. Why the hell do you continue to drive down to the States on these five, six, seven, eight-hour road trips all the time to watch him play. And I thought to myself, I don't look at it like that. I did the math, and since he was five years old, I've seen him play over 400 different lacrosse games. 400. That's a lot. Yeah, 400 (laughs) times I have sat there in the bleachers or in the seats and watched him compete. And it occurred to me when I was standing in that field in Erie, Pennsylvania on Saturday, and the wind was whipping off of Lake Erie. It was frigid. Yeah. There was snow falling. I was literally freezing my butt off. I still love it, Kat. Good. I do. You know. Well, get- then you want to. Then that's the answer. You want to be there. Right. But I couldn't articulate it at the time. It may have had something to do with the beer. Right. But getting to see your kid play uh, a sporting event, particularly when you reach a higher level, like the NCAA or Kufla or any of the other post-secondary type divisions is one of the coolest things I get to do as a dad. Going to watch him play is amazing. I'm glad he's not at that age now where I don't have to uh, help him get his equipment on and stuff like that. It was hard to let go of stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. you go through different stages and it occurred to me as I was freezing my nuts off on Saturday, there was still no other place that I'd rather be. So for any of the other dads and moms that love going out to watch your kids play sports, don't take any shit from your friends who don't have kids. Oh, <laughs> you didn't mention that part. Go yeah. enjoy and and love every second of it because it certainly doesn't last long enough. Yeah. Did you have a good St. Patty's Day? You were kind of tentative on plans. Oh, I'm not. I didn't end up doing very much. No, I didn't. I, I eh. I've done so many St. Patrick's Day things, so I was cool to just take a year off, to be honest with you. Is any other day? Any uh, other day for me? Uh huh. Some people call St. Patty's Day amateur hour because it's a lot of people that don't typically go out and binge drink, and then they're the ones who are puking all over the place and starting fights. I didn't see anything like that, but I was pleasantly surprised at some of the prices. Four ninety nine domestic pints. Mm. Okay, yes, please sign me up for that. It was like old school pricing. Not bad. Speaking of old school pricing, Zellers opens up in Canada on Thursday. I'm excited about this. Should I go the first day though? I'm gonna no. be, I don't want to be one of those That's people, fucking right? Fucking crazy. Is don't even crazy? bother. Yeah, don't bother, right? No. But I, I am curious. I really want to see it. I feel like I'll just keep an eye on social media for the, the first few days, but I do want to check it out. I am curious. I don't know if this is gonna go like the way of Target, where it's like everybody's so amped up, like, yeah, well, and then they go in there and they're like, ah, oh, it's just stuff. It's not that great. It's not going to be that different from Walmart. Walmart sort of encompasses Target and Zellers all in one. I I don't think it's going to be much more than... No, I mean, it's a section of the store. It's not even a full store. Yeah, it's a pop-up. So, well, there will be some cool retro stuff in there, take you back to your younger years. It's pretty much just the same shit that you get at all the department stores. Yeah, I don't know what's going to be special about it. Like, it'd be cool if they, like, brought back the Zeddy Teddy and stuff. Like, that's kind of fun. I've got my old Zeddy Teddy. I've mentioned that. I'd probably buy a new one just for nostalgia purposes. But are the clothes going to be that great? I don't know. Are all of the licensed stuff that they sell, like the Disney and Mattel stuff, going to be the exact same that you can find at Walmart? Probably. I would think so. Yeah. Unless Unless I'm wrong. Maybe they do have something new, exciting, and different, and we'll see. There's a lot on the line here, particularly for parents who are excited about this coming back. 
I can't tell you how many times kids have been told by their parents, you know, when I was younger, we used to have this fucking awesome store called Zeller's. And if it was open today, I'd take you. <laughs> well, now it's open and you better trot your kids down there and show them all about how the lowest price is the law. And if it doesn't live up to expectations, you've got a lot of explaining to do. And it probably won't. It, it never does. It never does. But I will say, though, the food truck that's going to be going around is loaded with good options. Yeah, I think that's good. that might be the most popular part of it. I'm reading about some of the menu, and and it looks like they're going to offer the the big uh, the big the big Z the big Z. That's what it's called. It's the big burger, right? Z burger, yeah. the big Z, a hot chicken sandwich. There's not enough places <laughs> that you can get a hot chicken sandwich. <laughs> chicken on top of a piece of bread covered in gravy. Mm. Great, grilled cheese. Again, there should be more places that you can get grilled cheese. Chicken fingers. Fries and gravy. What are the prices like? Um, they're not exactly old school Club Z prices, but they're not bad. The Big Z Burger is six bucks. Fries and gravy, three bucks. Everything else is priced somewhere in between there. So all in all, not bad. It should be a good experience, but this is the week. By the way, this Thursday is another big day for a different reason. Uh, U.S. President Joe Biden is going to make his first trip to Canada as President of the United States. Oh, Welcome, Joe. Thoughts and prayers to everybody in Ottawa. Your life is going to be miserable for this week. The amount of security that's going to be happening in downtown Ottawa, particularly in the parliamentary precinct, when Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau are in the same place at the mm -hmm. same time, that's going to be a shit show, Cat. There's going to be checkpoints and all sorts of stuff. At the same time, there's going to be like, do you think it's going to be like fans? Like, are people going to be like waiting at the sidelines, hoping to like catch a glimpse? Well... I remember distinctly when Barack Obama came, people were pumped. That yeah. wasn't just the president coming. That was a celebrity coming. And Obama was one of those presidents where maybe it was his platform or maybe it was just the right time. But we weren't nearly as divided when Obama was in power. And he had a pretty good way of doing things fairly down the middle. So, yeah, there was a lot of people just standing along the route, mm -hmm. hoping to get a wave. There was people in the byword market. And then when Obama came in and bought cookies, holy shit, they still talk about that to this day in Ottawa. I, I went to the beaver tail that Obama had a beaver tail at, and they've got a sign that says Obama was here having a beaver tail. Like, they freaking love it. Yeah. And the little store, there was like a little gift store near there, too. Same thing. They've got a sign out front with a picture of him walking in the store. But hey, if Obama walked in my store, at all fairness, I'd fucking frame that shit too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He was a popular president. Uh, Biden is not nearly as popular, and Trudeau isn't as popular either. I don't think this is going to be like last time where they're strolling through the Byward Market picking out trinkets to take home to the kids. <laughs> Why are you people eating beavers? No, Joe, Joe, it's not an actual beaver. <laughs> Why are you putting cinnamon on beavers? <laughs> He's a big ice cream guy, though. I ah. can see him stopping to get ice cream somewhere. Sure. A lot of older people are into that sort of shit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, people love soft serve. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Ooh, uh, I will mention this. Because it's the first day of spring, today Dairy Queen is doing a BOGO. You buy a blizzard, you get a second for a dollar. Oh, that's a good deal. That's not, a good deal. Not bad if yeah. you want to save some bucks and do a nice treat for the family on your way yeah, home. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that couple of things that I want to get to in this episode before we get to the replay of After 9. First off, the Federal Conservative Party has proposed something interesting that they say will fix our health care system, or at least give it a good start to getting fixed. Blue Seal testing. 
They say in the skilled trades, there's a red seal test. And if you pass your red seal, that means you're certified as a, a plumber or an electrician or whatever. They want to create a blue seal so that anybody who's been trained either in another province or out of the country in healthcare, when they come to Canada or when they come to Ontario, wherever, they write a test. Within 60 days, they'll have their test results back. As long as they pass the test, boom, they're certified. They can start practicing immediately. Hmm. So they say this will in particular be good for emergency room nurses and family doctors. What's really shocking about this is that, A, we haven't done anything like this similar to date, and that there's 19,000 trained healthcare professionals in Canada right now that can't get certified to practice because they either came from a different province yep. or because they came from out of Canada. I know, it's mind-boggling to me. I've met Uber drivers who told me they were an actual surgeon in Iran or Syria or wherever it was they came mm -hmm. from. They were a surgeon and they're driving an Uber now because they can't get licensed to practice in Canada in short order. Apparently, it takes forever. And sometimes we charge them money and make them take different courses yeah. and basically do the whole education process over again. I, it just, it, it, it blows my mind. It blows my especially through COVID when we learned about this as well. That's when I really was kind of awakened to it because I thought we have a shortage of, at, at one point, remember we had like a shortage of healthcare staff and, but then we learned that there were literally tens of thousands of people who could probably do the job if we thought that way, which would have been the right way, by the way, and that we get them training on the spot. They already have like a, a knowledge of how the human body works. And I'm sorry, as far as I know, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, a human body is still a human body in other countries, right? Correct. Like we don't change and morph into something different. Nope. I understand we may have different medicines, different laws that govern our medication. That's all they really need to learn then in that case. So get them in the hands-on. Get them hands-on. That's it. Apparently, the test would be fairly comprehensive and it would cover, cover many different areas. For example, ethics, law, yeah. anatomy, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, if you can pass the test, fucking right. Go ahead. Take the job. My question is, we all get lucky every now and again. I have ACE tests that I didn't study for. In fact, they gave me a boater's yeah. license when I didn't even read the book. That was just because I was at the home show one year and they said, hey, would you like to try and get your boater's license? And I said, sure, and I passed. Do you have to have taken courses outside of Canada or in another province, or can anybody write the test? And if they happen to ace the test, bam, you're a doctor. Because I wouldn't mind doctor's initials on my last name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Scott pretty Fox, sure MD. they'll look into that. Yes, <laughs> to answer your question, you're not just going to be able to walk up and take a test. Cat, we uh, we got a feel for our colleagues. Our maybe cousins is a good way to describe them. Our mm. our sort of media colleagues that work in television and very very good at reading. Not as good on the fly when they've got to ad lib. We've all seen that awkward banter between the two hosts at the end of the newscast when they're trying to fill an extra 20 seconds and they start talking about weird stuff. We've all seen awkward throws to the weather person or the traffic person. This one may take the cake. A Philadelphia meteorologist delivered more than the weather prediction on Friday morning, St. Patrick's Day, when she cracked a raunchy joke on air. ABC6 ABC Philadelphia meteorologist Karen Rogers, with a clicker in each hand, let the X-rated comment slip while wrapping up the seven-day forecast. Take a listen to this from Friday morning. 
Wednesday, mild, some sunshine, 60. Thursday, partly sunny skies and 57. And to another woman who likes to be double-fisted in a different way, I think, Jess. <laughs> she means beer. She means beer. Uh, guys, <laughs> she means beer. Don't put me on YouTube. My God. Yeah, we're going to take a pause. We're going to keep going. Uh, we're out and ready right now, guys. We're watching Route 202. Oh, Likes to be double-fisted so, in a different way. I wish which way? <laughs> Tell us which way. I wish that I knew. So I'm assuming in the beginning of that conversation, which we missed, like before the weather actually began, they were talking about, I'll be up there. Who's, who's double-fisting? Ha, ha, ha. Somebody probably said that and put that in her head. And when you're saying like, yeah, I double-fisted double fist at the party, that's totally different than I was double fist at the party, right? See the di- do you hear the difference? I was double fisting versus I like to be double fisted. There's there are two different things entirely. But I I know how flubs can happen. You know we're not perfect. We've all been there. Maybe we flubbed a little bit. But I'm so curious what made her, and that was like so blatant. It was just like, not to another person who likes to be double fisted. Like, what the fuck? That Shut poor, up. <laughs> that poor traffic girl's probably like, you bitch. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> hang on. Let me try and prevent this moment from going viral because I don't want to be viral for being the double fisted chick. No. She meant beer. She meant beer. Oh, geez. Maybe. Or, or maybe did she? she didn't. Does she think, yeah, that's the thing is then you start to ask questions like, did she put her on the spot on purpose? Did they orchestrate that at all? Because I've seen that done before, by the way. News people purposely doing things to get viral. I've seen it. Oh, that's good. What do you suppose the debrief meeting was like after that newscast? If it was legit. Um, uh, Karen, when you implied that I like being (laughs) double fisted, I didn't like that. And I don't know that the joke landed well with the audience. It's probably just like that. I don't like how that made me feel. (laughs) (laughs) But I do like how double, never mind. No, no. Okay, uh, let's go to the States for just a second here. There is a teacher who is probably going to get suspended for an extra credit assignment that she gave to her students. Her name is Kim. She is an English teacher at Spring Canyon Middle School in Utah, facing criticism over this assignment that involved grasshoppers. She was advocating for people to eat bugs as a solution to combat climate change. The assignment required the sixth grade students to argue why people should eat bugs instead of cows because cows produce methane which contributes to ozone depletion students were not permitted to disagree with the premise of the assignment they they had to go along with her her thoughts on climate change so cutler brought grasshoppers that she purchased from a commercial website students were offered the opportunity to eat grasshoppers to get extra credit Now the Nebo School District, to which that school belongs, has received numerous complaints from parents who say they were outraged (laughs) by the assignment. Sorry, what grade was this? Sixth grade. (gasps) That's even worse than I thought. Uh I was thinking like, even in high school, I would have still probably had a similar opinion. But man, sixth grade, are you kidding me? I understand why she got in trouble. That seems ridiculous. First of all, they weren't allowed to argue the point. It wasn't that. They had to just... 
this is the assignment you have to agree to what I say? I think it was probably twofold. There was probably some people that were pissed off that this teacher tried to make their kids eat bugs. And whether it was voluntary or not, which it was, it's do this and you get extra credit. Kind of implies that if you want to get good grades, you better go along with what the teacher's saying. So some people felt pressured to eat these grasshoppers when they didn't want to. That's the first problem. I don't like that. Some people also would have had an issue with the teacher saying, you're not allowed to disagree on the premise. The the premise being that cows are contributing to climate change, which they probably are. There's a lot of methane that comes out the backside of a cow. But to suggest that we need to eat bugs to combat climate change, you're not allowed to disagree with that. That has some people pissed off because I think you're allowed to believe what you want to believe. And, and if you write a compelling argument, I would think that would suffice given that this was an English class. I think she probably went wrong here in saying you can't disagree with the premise. What she probably should have done is change my mind. I say cows, we got to stop eating them because they're destroying the ozone layer. I think we should eat bugs. You can either agree with me or write a compelling argument and change my mind. That, I think, might have been great. Mm -hmm. Telling people you're not allowed to disagree with me is a very left extremist kind of thing to do for sixth graders. You know what I mean? I completely agree with that. Yeah. No, I I don't, I don't like that at all. I'm trying to think back to, I know in science class and biology class, remember in high school biology class, you'd have to cut open a pig or maybe it was a frog. It all depends on what stage you're at. We did frogs. You did frogs. So there were pigs at a certain point in my school, but I didn't take that. I didn't take biology. I opted to not because that's one of the reasons why, but I also felt I didn't need it. Weren't you even at that stage of the game allowed to opt out of being a part of the physical surgery, if you will, of that frog? Yeah. Like, so this, and again, I know they're not forced, but even to offer an additional credit to ingest something doesn't sit well with me at all. I understand, again, it's an option, but clearly this is a teacher who likes it her way or the highway, but... It, 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 anything involving kids ingesting something for an extra credit, not a fan. I don't give a shit if it was a cupcake. Like, it sh- there should be a line that you can cross, and for me, she crossed that. It looks like this teacher's probably going to get suspended, maybe even fired for this incredibly misguided assignment yeah. is, is what I'm going to call it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Uh, coming up in just a sec, we are going to talk about a new law that parents in particular should pay attention to. It's only in France for now, but hey, maybe we should bring it to Canada. That's coming up. First off, 1,000 millennials and Gen Zers were polled. They're all between 18 and 42 years old. 57%, almost 6 in 10, say at their age, they still don't have a handle on the whole adulting thing. 80% of Gen Zers and half the millennials say that they don't actually feel like an adult yet. Mm. They still don't reach that. They still haven't reached that age. So the question was, what was it in your life where you finally felt like I'm an adult? 
The number one response was when you had to buckle down and start managing your own money. When you had to start saving for your retirement. When you had to start saving for a home. Finding a job you like and figuring out and navigating relationships are the things that happen in people's lives where they said, yeah, I'm finally an adult now. They also said car stuff played a big role. 63% say they couldn't change their own oil even if they had to. 48% would not be able to change a tire. 42% wouldn't know how to jumpstart a car. Mm -hmm. They say when you figure out how to do those things, light bulb goes off. Oh, I'm an adult. Tying a tie. 46% say they've never tied a tie. Hmm. Could you tie a men's tie? I don't think so. It's not that hard. It's hard to do it right, I but can, it's not I hard can to YouTube actually tie it. I don't know. Like a lot of these things that you mentioned are like just YouTubeable. This is the generation that I'm kind of lumped into. Is the, I just look all that stuff up if I even wanted to, or I work hard so someone else does it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I totally like, understand. I don't need to what change my own oil. I get someone else to do that, and I pay for it. One in five people say they felt like an adult when they first had to use their own barbecue. That is kind oh. of an adult moment. I remember okay. actually when I moved out on my own and I was gifted with a brand new barbecue, I put it together, I lit it for the first time and I thought, yeah, shit, dad's not coming, is he? I, I've got to actually do this. You're in control now. That's a good one. When yeah. you first used your own barbecue. That is a good one. When you had to iron something on your own. Sure. Ironing. Yeah. That's a weird one. Filing your own taxes and changing a diaper. Yeah, changing a diaper, especially if it's your own kid, that's going to make you adult up real quick. No shit. I hope it was before you changed that diaper that you actually felt that way. Do you have a, a, a vivid memory of what it was for you when you thought, oh my God, I'm an adult now. Yeah. Mom and dad aren't coming. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, anything in that financial bracket that you were talking about would be it for me. Like talking to a financial advisor about what you know, mortgage to go with a mortgage broker like that for me was a big one. And I was like 23 or so when my husband and I got our first place, that was a big one. Like putting that down payment down on that house was like, holy shit. And now we're in control. Like this is us and we got to make sure that we keep up, you know, and, and keep this house. So yeah, that was like, we're, we're in it. We're adults. For me, when I bought my very first house and I was in my early twenties, I bought it and I thought, I'm an adult. I'm going to buy my own place. I've got a good job and a three-year contract, and I'm going <laughs> to- I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> this is this is a thing for life. Famous last words, no. And I worked so hard to be responsible and plan, and yeah. I had every penny for the down payment saved, and I was good. Until I walked into the lawyer's office, the real estate lawyer, mm -hmm. he's going through the paperwork with me, and he's like, okay, here's this and this and this, and oh, your land transfer taxes are this much. And I said, what? What are land transfer taxes? He almost laughed at me. He like giggled. Ha -ha, you didn't know about land transfer taxes? And I'm thinking, no, you son of a bitch. That's why I hired you. <laughs> no, I've never heard of land transfer taxes. What the fuck is this? So he explained to me that to sell your own home, you need to pay the government a portion. Or to buy a home, you need to give the government their cut, like the mob. I was shocked that I didn't know about that tax. And that's when it clued into me. Yeah, I did try and do this on my own. If I talked to my parents, I probably would have known. But hey, this is adulthood. Now I've got to come up with $3,000 in the next 24 hours. Great, great. But stuff like that, that does humble you, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you have a moment like that, sure, that does feel like you're adulting. Yeah. Over in France, MPs have approved legislation 
that aims to protect the, the privacy of children online. They've unanimously voted to adopt new laws that prevent parents from posting photos of their kids on the Internet. MP Bruno Studer says he put forward the proposed legislation earlier this month at L'Assemblée Nationale because he says there are too many children being exploited online. Their images can be misused for child pornography or they can lead to bullying in a school environment. Once the image hits the Internet, parents lose control to distribute the images. So the bill states 50% of photographs exchanged on child porn forums were initially posted by the parents on social media. Wow. So what he wants is parents to no longer be in control of the image of their children. There's going to be, I think, two schools of thought on this. People hearing this are either thinking, wow, that's a great common sense thing. That makes a lot of sense. Other people thinking, fuck you, I'm the parent. If I want to post pictures of my kid, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, That, by the way, you gave some really scary stats there that I was not aware of. And and maybe those are just based there in France. I don't know. But it's probably similar in other places of the world. And what a scary thought that is. And I've seen it before. I've seen people post half-naked photos of their kids and thinking it's cute, right? Like, oh, I have on the sprinkler and they decide to strip down. Hardy, har, har. Or my kid hates wearing pants. Look at him around the house. Haha, <laughs> don't worry, though. It's covered up. You don't know people's intentions. You really don't. It's a scary world. I think about that, A. I think about that side of it. And also, I think of the side of when they grow up, what are they going to think? I didn't grow up being on social media. You know, my parents didn't have that. They went to the store, sure, and they printed off photos. And they knew those photos, if it was us in our bathing suits, for example, or whatever it might be, like it could have been anything, whatever, play, playing dress up, anything. They knew that those would just be shared among family. You know, you give a couple to grandma, give a couple to aunt, now a couple to uncle, great, fine. But now you don't, especially for the people who don't have their profiles private, and I'd argue even if you did, I'd be scared. I don't put photos out there of my kids. That's me. Um, my situation is, of course, slightly different than the average person. People You're aren't, in the public eye. People aren't Googling them and stuff like that, perhaps, right? But predators are predators, and they will find a way. And if they happen upon that picture of your child, just ask yourself if you would be okay with that. I don't think anybody will say yes to it. So for me, I'm all for what they're doing in France. If it came to Canada, I'd be thrilled. Okay. They also point out it's not just the child predators that you need to worry about. They say there's also some certain indignities that are going on. When you see some parent influencers earn their living, for example, by throwing a spoonful of puree baby food in the kid's face and having a big laugh, that's indignant. They say there was an example of a former French reality TV star who was widely criticized because she spread chocolate on her four-year-old son's hands and face and told him it was feces. And watched the kid freak out and filmed his reaction. So mainly, it's to stop shit like that. Mm. Not necessarily to prevent you from posting your family photos. But critics of the law are saying this is absolutely going to prevent people from posting family photos. What happens if you get this beautiful picture of grandma and grandma's holding the baby and grandma passes away? Maybe you'd like to be able to share that picture online. Hey, this is my grandmother. She passed away. Well, shit, can't use that photo now because the kid's in it.
and things like that would create an unnecessary obstacle for parents who had no bad intentions. Unrealistic to think that a child predator would use a baby photo with a grandmother for porn, but it's an all-encompassing law that says parents do not have the God-given right to post the likeness of their kids. I think it's for the I think it's for the best, you know? You can do without putting it on social media cuz when you say post, there are private photo uh, groups that you can use, even Google Photos. I'll just give you an example of Google Photos. That's the first thing that came to my mind. But there's lots of online places where families can share photos. So if you really want to, if it really was about sharing with the people closest to you, then you could still do that. You don't need to post it on Facebook. You know, I, I just don't know. And again, I go back to what are the kids thinking? I even, I would even love to chat with some, you know, Gen Z now whose parents were in that first Facebook era of posting the shit out of photos of them. I mean, even your kids would probably have thoughts on it. You never posted a ton of photos of your kids, probably similar to me doing what you do, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm in the public eye. So I made a choice that unless I specifically had their permission, i.e. it was prom, I asked my daughter, can I post a picture of you and I with you in your prom dress? And she said, okay, no problem. I did that in that case because I had her permission and it was the right time. They weren't kids anymore. But even to this day, I don't post many of them just because it's not my right to post their photo. I would just like to know how those 20-somethings or 20-year-olds, whatever, if, if your parents did post a lot of photos, like, what are your feelings on it? And maybe it would be mixed. Maybe it would be like, yeah, I don't care. But I wonder if some people would care. Like, yeah, I wish my parents really told me before they posted the, those photos of me as a kid, you know, with spaghetti all over my face or falling down, you know. Or even at a recital or something like I don't really want that all over the internet. Once it's out there, you can't scrub it. Whether you're like a no, whether you're like a Joe Schmo, nobody knows who you are, and you could probably it's not like someone would be able to be like, hey, that was you when you were four for sure. Like I, I get that, like it's all babies look the same kind of thing. But regardless, I I just I don't know. It gives me I, I don't like it. I, I have people who post like seriously, Scott, half naked photos of their kids that I know, and I, I always want to ask them like, what are you doing? Like, to me, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. It's the point where I want, like, I, I don't, I, I just hope that their understanding of, of all these things that we're talking of. And if something like this happening in France makes people aware of what they're posting, great. Maybe you hear this and you don't give a shit and you're still going to post. Okay. As of right now, that's not against the law. But do always consider them and do consider that you don't know what's happening once those photos are out there, even if your profile is private. Good chat. And on that, we will say thanks for listening to this episode of After 9. Brand new ones coming all this week. But right now, we will leave you with the replay of Missed Connections. Missed Connections. Missed Connections. On the Scott and Cat Show. Welcome. This is a segment on the show where we like to connect people who have had an encounter in the past. So you saw that person, didn't make a move, later on decided to go online and tell the story, hoping the other person would see it and reach out and contact you. Here's today's Missed Connections. It's an all Comic-Con edition. Oh, this'll be good. Tis a good thing they had a defibrillator in the show's first aid kit, because my heart stopped the minute I saw you. Cheesy. You and your round glasses and arm tats. Dark shining hair and deep pools of love for eyes. <laughs> deep pools of love. Thank goodness for those electrical pads that shocked me back to life. I had slain several demons and fought my way through the thickets of the underworld 
and upon facing the goblin king was shocked back to the human realm. But of course, by that time, you were gone. Did, did, did he actually have a heart attack? Is that what happened here? I think it's just a one big cheesy pickup line. That, by the way, she's probably not reading. No. Well, he or, wrote or it. Or he, actually. I can't even tell. I don't even know who this is for because you're not giving us much. True. You're just going on about your heart attack that I, you may or may not have had. I think it's funny that they wrote this like a graphic novel telling all about the, was it a Goblin King or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Comic-Con. I mean, it is what it is. Sure. So nearest we can tell, there was not a serious medical episode where somebody got shocked back to life and then instinctively went looking for the person that stopped their heart. Okay, got it. Uh, someone out there finds that adorable, though. They find that adorable. Sure. Someone who would have been at Comic-Con? Yeah, definitely had to have been at Comic-Con. Interesting. I okay. think so. All right. Uh, this one is called We Made Out. You are dressed like Wolverine. I, like a Smurf. Okay. You're walking through the hall at Comic-Con. You see a Smurf in the corner. Making out with Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to charge for that. Good thing they do. You breaking that up? Or are you telling somebody? No, or are you just going to no, keep on walking? No, no, I'd let that happen. Are you kidding me? A Smurf wolf? I'd love to see that baby. That'd be great. We met near the comics and moved our way to the Geek Squad booth. Your friend and mine were talking as well. We got a snack, and a short time later, we were making out. I feel like they skipped past, like, all the interesting parts. Like, what do you mean? We got a snack, and then we started making out. I don't know what came over me, but thanks for not freaking out when I got blue all over your face. You, you went... Had, you had a blue Wolverine? <laughs> blue Wolverine? You're not going to be able... Did, were you making up the Smurf? No. <laughs> I think you were. No. Who told you that? Why? <laughs> Lies. <laughs> I wanted to say sorry. <laughs> I was in the tub most of Saturday morning trying to get the blue off my body. <laughs> I imagine your face stayed that way for a while. Oh, no. I've learned my lesson. Still want to hook up again? Not with the makeup on, no. So, wait a second. Wait, when you dress up as a Smurf and go to Comic-Con, it's like full body blue paint, like that Smurf colored blue? Because no, that would not be easy to get off. No, it wouldn't. Isn't there like a costume you could put on? You actually have to paint your body blue? You don't have to, but you get extra points if you do. You know what I mean? That guy's coming out of the bathroom trying to scrub it off his face. His lips are all blue. Like, oh, boy. Wolverine, are you all right? Guess what? They've got a defibrillator. <laughs> Wolverine don't look so good. Charge. What did you eat? I'm kind of curious. I don't even understand how this happened. You met at the comics. You moved your way to the Geek Squad booth. You got turned on somehow, ate a snack, and made out. Have you ever been to the Geek Squad booth? Well, I'm it's gonna very erotic. Give that a try. <laughs> well, here's hoping they find each other and that they manage to get that blue out of the tub, because I imagine that's gonna oh, be quite the no. challenge too. Imagine that. Ugh. 7-Eleven just announced that they are launching a huge new electric vehicle charging network. 
It's perfect if you've ever been at 7-Eleven and thought, I want to stay here for 60 minutes. <laughs> it sounds high-tech, but all they do is plug your Tesla into the hot dog roller. Really? That's right. You fill your car up at 7-Eleven, then an hour later, the car gets heartburn. It's interesting. <laughs> Neural, now that Lunchables, a prepackaged lunch consisting of six Ritz crackers, three pieces of salami, and a block of cheese will be added to school lunch programs, we must double down on cutting costs and just serve the kids dog food. <laughs> Don't hide behind Ritz crackers and mystery meat and pretend like you care about them or their health. Get a can of Alpo, dump it on the tray, and tell them it's the breakfast of champions. Guys, listen to this. According to uh, new research, horseback riding could actually help ease back pain. Mm. Unless, of course, you're the horse. 